Welcome to the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast. I'm Hank Sveck. This podcast is about helping you uh, learn and understand the different trials and tribulations of converting a 50-acre farm back to nature and a honeybee sanctuary, and how we struggle to continue to be servant beekeepers. Here's this week's episode. Welcome to this week's podcast. Today I want to discuss something that's come up on the investment side that really has a lot to do with our honeybees. And there's a concept that's used uh, among indigenous populations and indigenous people, and it's called the seventh generation principle. Now I'm taking this directly from a website called Indigenous Corporate Training Inc. And the title is, What is a Seventh Generation Principle? So I want to give them credit for this quote. Here we go. This is the quote. The seventh generation principle is based on an ancient Iroquois philosophy that the decisions we make today should result in a sustainable world seven generations into the future. This extreme philosophy is currently somewhat overused as a green marketing ploy to sell everything from dish soap to cars. So let's go back, let's think of our honeybees for a minute. We know that a beehive, in a beehive during one calendar year, approximately seven different generations of bees are born. And so when you think of the honeybee hive and you think of the sustainability necessary to help them survive, clearly everything they do is focused on this seventh generation principle. Now for some 9,000 years, bees have had an interaction with humans according to some of the history. Now that varied but throughout that time period until most recently, although Seeley's work and that of others suggests that feral bees have continued to live in the wild uh, since their time of introduction in North America and likely uh, for most of their time on other parts of the planet, that there has always seemed to be, if we leave them alone for the honeybees, sort of a life cycle that's seven generations each year. And this would happen, say, in a log nest where the bees would find a cavity, rotted wood or or a a dead log somewhere that had an entry or a living tree that had an entry often. And they would go in and they they would swarm and that would become their home. And over the course of one calendar year, some seven generations of bees would be living in that nest hive all the way up until the winter bees here in in the northern part of our country where it gets cold in the winter. So I started to think about from a servant beekeeping perspective, what does that do to our thoughts? Does it change anything when we think of a year or how do we deal with this seventh generation principle that seems to be the code of survival for honeybees? Because it's seven generations, it's not surprising that it's been picked, it's been used by, you know, different um, indigenous populations. Because it makes perfect sense that when you make a decision, you have to make that decision by thinking of the seventh generation. Now let's translate that to the honeybees. Now, if you're working with your bees in the spring, a decision you make in the spring may impact the seventh generation of winter bees 
that late fall, that, or late summer or early fall, that will be residing within that hive. So the seventh generation principle applied to servant beekeeping would mean you're, you're, you're forward thinking to the future generations of the survival of your hive and everything you do is focused on that seventh generation. So in the spring, your focus is solely on the survival of winter bees. It's not on honey production. It could be, but I'm just saying to practice the seventh um, generation principle, you're focused more so on the survival of the hide, a hive sorry, beyond the current today generation or three generations that will produ be producing honey for you. And I think we miss that. We, we don't do that when we, when we keep our bees. So the seventh generation principle could also have to do with seven ger generations from now, what will beekeepers be doing? So you have that sort of micro view of a hive over one calendar year that's going to have seven generations and certainly the seventh generation principles apply. But then you have, you know, 700 years from now or 500 years from now, what will servant beekeeping look like and how do current decisions you know, feature what will happen. So if you think about what we're doing and you think about uh, livestock beekeeping or you think about current methods of agriculture or our lack of creating, uh, if you would call them nature or honeybee sanctuaries, it's going to have a significant detriment, detrimental impact on seventh generation beekeepers. Um, we already know this. We know this. This is just from one generation to another. So, you know, um, beekeeping today is different than it would have been 100 years ago. Um, and, and often people would argue in not a great way. So I'm just, I'm just putting this out there for two points. One, think about the beehive. Each season, each, each year is actually seventh generation principle in, in real life. It's compressed because of the rapid generational creation in a honeybee hive but then also think about what you do in terms of future generations of beekeepers seven generations from now it's it's a different way of thinking and i and i started thinking of it in terms of decisions we make generally in society what we do with our water what we do with our climate and our environment and it's not long-term fantasy thinking it's if you dump uh, pollution into a river and then drink the water, you're probably going to have a problem. Create, you know, environments that aren't helpful for bees where we create, uh, we, we, we take away the opportunity for genetics to take over and honeybees to adapt to the environment. We're not thinking of the seventh generation principle. So I'd like you to just think about it for a minute, take some time and process it. And I wonder what you think about the concept and what it will have to do with how you interact with bees this year, whether you're just walking and looking and you know taking pictures and you don't have bees on your property, all the way up until you do have bees that you work with. I'm Hank for Wildflower Bee Farm. You have an amazing week, and spring is just around the corner. We'll talk soon. To learn more about our project, make sure you go to wildflowerbeefarm.com. There you can find further information on the latest research articles we've put out, find out where you can pick up some t-shirts, and all the other interesting things we're doing on the farm. That's wildflowerbeefarm.com.